everybody. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Pete Schermacher. And we're hard for Picard. <laughs> what, no swing tonight? Yeah, you know, I decided to get off it, you know. Okay, okay. You know, you got to keep them, you got to keep them guessing. Exactly, you know, just yeah. like these uh, these shows, you know. Oh, God, we were just talking off mic about us guessing about the, the big bad, because listeners, we are two days away from the penultimate episode of Picard. And it's literally all I could think about all day today at work. <laughs> it was the only thing on my mind. <laughs> they have been killing it, Pete. They killing really it. have, man. Oh they crushed this season. I mean, it's just... It's nuts. This is better than, I think, any season of Next Generation, for sure. Um, um, well, season... Okay. It, but it's tough, because you're only getting, you know, 10 episodes. Uh, and it's I mean, also, Next Generation was the opposite of a serialized story. Oh, totally, you know. And 26, was it 26 episodes a season? You know. Yeah, and, and you know, think about it. We're going to talk about an episode today that they made seem episodic. Not episode they made seem like uh, like a, this grand uh, thing, which, mm-hmm. you know, when I watched it, you know, it was like, felt very, the character felt, you know, the drama wasn't there on on the TV, but they made God damn it, they did. They really oh, ran it, it up here. They, they uh, there's, I mean, you know, we're gonna get to it in a minute, but there's some powerful acting on this episode. Oh and yeah, some, and uh, and some big time moments. Uh, oh my God, yeah, I thought this was the best Patrick Stewart has been in the whole entire season. Yep, and we are talking about. No, so silly. I didn't even write down the name of the. Do you remember the name of the episode? No. Okay, it's. By the way, this is the podcast where Pete and I are breaking down every episode of this season of Star Trek Picard on Paramount. And uh, we're at episode five. And let me just look this up. This is the kind of professionalism you get for uh, for free straight on the Plum Podcast Network. Yeah. Patreon, this wouldn't happen. Imposters. Imposters. There we go. There we go. There we go. If I had any editing skills, I would, I'd, I'd get rid of all that. But no, we're pure audio I on the show. You know, yeah. screw that. We're yeah, real, baby. Yeah. <laughs> real we're, dorky. We're not fake like that, that, <laughs> that, that Picard and Data. Oh, we're not positronic? Yeah, well, we're, we're no. positronic. We wouldn't have made that mistake, I guess. Or how you think. I don't know. I mean, who knows with these new golems? Have, yeah, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I love, I, I mean, it's so silly, but that the silliness of the aging golem that they stick Picard in uh, to yeah. to to kill him and then not kill him at the end of season one. This season, they're taking that very silly bit of technology and and like lame out of yeah. season one and making it com- fucking compelling when we get to data. It's you nice know? when you have you know good writing and or actually mm-hmm. guys who give a shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, or hey, we can easily brush over this and ignore it, but no, they actually. Uh, Take a negative and make it a positive. Right, they've done a lot of that this season. Yeah, okay. oh my god! They, they, they took, I tell you what, they took two big negatives and turned it into a positive. Season one and season two. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad they hit. They're hitting it out of the park because it's like you know, I didn't despise those seasons, but me I didn't either, like me them. Neither. I'll tell you that I didn't like them though. I was like, it wasn't like must see TV or like. I'd be watching the end of it. I'd be like, "What the fuck happened? What's going on here?" I wanted, um, I wanted, I wanted the 
silliness of season two mixed with the things I liked in season one. Oh, yeah, there you and, go. You know, but because you know, there's stuff in both seasons that I like a lot. There's performances and a lot of shit I like a lot. It was terrible. Yeah, a, but it a lot. Like, oh you yeah. Honestly, I was like, you brought fucking the great Pat Patrick Stewart back for this shit. Fucking thank God, at least we have it going on here in season three, and not only him, but they're all fucking doing everyone. Great, we said you we know? said for everyone, everyone. And for a show that wasn't known for its great acting on Next Gen, every one of these people from the original cast are killing it this season. Well, I will say, Patrick Stewart always had some great moments. And uh, oh, I thought yeah. Brad Spiner made the most of a lot of stuff. Um, oh, right. Oh, right. But you also know, I mean, it's Next Gen. There's only yeah. so many takes they're going to do. You no, know, exactly. No, no, exactly. Yeah, dialogue. It's a syndicated and... television show, you know. They had a budget. Yeah, and but and uh, without spoiling anything, the 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 what we've seen of Marina Sirtis now, like we joked earlier on this pod, like oh, well, it's all they're gonna do with her is just have her scream at him on a hologram. You yeah. know that stinks. And in just the last episode or so that we watched, she's being written better than she ever was on the original series. And she's awesome. Like, yeah, they're she, playing more to restraints, you know? Yeah, completely, you know, completely. Like I said, they're making up for a lot of mistakes, not just from the first two seasons, yeah, but, but maybe from the original series as well. Yeah. And one last thing before we get to the show, Pete, you said, you know, about, you were like, how could you do this to, the, to uh, Patrick Stewart? Someone made an observation, I think I read on t- Twitter, maybe, that the first two seasons... uh it just felt like it, it felt like um Patrick Stewart was playing Patrick Stewart. Oh no, exactly. Well, season this two, season he, he feels like he's playing that, that actually happened to him. Like, he yeah. was abused by his mother. I mean, we don't need that on fucking on, on the screen, you know? Yeah, that was a oh god. I remember I remember people being really upset with uh that because that got dark, real yeah. dark. And uh and, and of course, you know, some people were upset because well, that's uh, that doesn't make any sense because in that one episode, he has a vision of his mother from like season one, and she's like an old dainty English woman making him tea. Yeah, and that's easily explained away. It was like, no, oh, that was all just like made up shit in their head. They were hallucinating and, and stuff. So that's fine. But yeah, that got dark, and it took forever to get to it, and you knew what it was going to be the entire time. You knew what it was going to be. I liked the idea of Q trying to help him get over it as his last as his last gift to picard who he does actually love that part loved it i loved everything q um again just bits and pieces of it i love the one episode in the uh the the nazi fascist future yes you know i thought that was was fun i thought that was a ton of fun you know i even thought the first two episodes this season were interesting you know Mm-hmm. But yeah, all in all, they just don't they don't get cohesive, and they got to toss a bunch of soon stuff in both seasons that yeah. both of us have said we're not that interested in. Yeah, it was like fuck. They're just trying to pigeonhole Brent Spiner in, and I like Brent Spiner, but you know what? I don't need I don't need this shit. Yeah, I don't. We said we don't need the whole history of the soon. Yeah, it's just 
I thought they covered it enough on Next Gen, where it's like, you know, we don't need it. Well, I know they, I didn't, I never saw it because I had already tapped out, but I know there's a multi part episode of uh, Enterprise that's soon related. Oh, yeah, exactly. We've seen it. But when I heard about it, I was like, I'm not interested. I'm not, I don't care. But then yeah. again, now this season, everything soon related. Works. has been knocking it out of the park but it's also not beating over the head you know it's right just like... it's also terry metallis is running a heck of a show over there yes and uh, knowing how to do this correctly um, by the way did you i mean did you know he did the 12 monkeys tv show yep yeah did you, did you watch I, that i watched parts of it i always enjoyed it when i did it was just I, I at the time I got didn't get around with cable, so I just see it here and there. Mm-hmm. No, I never. Um, saw I remember. It. I just remember loving the actor because of him from the X Men. I always thought he didn't get his uh, fair shake. Um, oh, who who was in the X Men? He played uh, Pyro. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, he was the lead in the Twelve Monkeys TV show. Oh, okay. Well, I know that as far as Twelve Monkeys goes, we've got Todd Stashwick playing Shaw, the guy who played Sneed. The the Ferengi was from yeah. that, and uh, Kirk uh, Acevedo, who we get yeah. this episode, is from that show as well. So, oh yeah, yeah. So he uh, uh, even a plot point, not to flash forward a little bit when when uh, Crin says that he and Sneed uh, grew up together as scavengers, and that's why they're brothers. That's the exact origin of their characters. That's their character's origin on 12 Monkeys. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Which I was like, boy, if I was a 12 Monkeys fan, I would have popped for that, you know? Right. That, that, I, 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 like that I watched a little bit of it, but not enough of it. I yeah. always heard good things about it. Yeah, though. so did I. Um, I saw the movie in the theater when yeah. it came out, and I enjoyed it, but I hated that it didn't have a happy ending <laughs> yeah. for some reason. And, uh, and uh, but I did love the um the the sleazy motel that he takes the woman when he first kid- kidnaps her. At right. least the at least the exterior shot is a really nasty, dangerous motel right outside of Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. That my friend Mark and I spent a night in one night, tripping on bad acid after a dead show. Oh, uh, see, I thought it was gonna be you guys went to see an NWA show. No, you and the Wolf Man. No, no, this was this was Grateful Dead. Uh, the Dead had just played maybe the worst concert I'd ever seen them play. We're tripping on bad acid, staying in this room where we're pretty sure a murder happened based on the stains and the oh, yeah, broken yeah. lock, the broken chain lock on the door. <laughs> so That's I'm, funny. I'm sure they didn't film that the interiors there, but they sure as hell filmed the exteriors there. Right? Oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so anyway let's start this episode and it starts on the titan bridge and jack shows up and just wastes everybody and uh the, one of the ensigns are uh, uh right before he kills her she says i know what you really are yep so i'm like okay they, they're just feeding us breadcrumbs feeding us breadcrumbs and it's yep they're definitely hot so grating us you know oh boy. and uh we were talking like i said we were talking about off mic i love that i I mean, I have my theories and we're not going to talk about them, but I love that I can't figure it out. It's driving me crazy. Right. But because usually, and it's not, I'm not patting myself on the back, this kind of shit, 
I could usually figure it out myself yeah. where they're going. And I have no idea. And I can't wait to see what it is. Yeah. Cause they're usually, they're usually, a, especially with Star Trek, they're a little wait not a little bit, but they're usually way more over the head on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and usually everything, anything geek related that yeah. I have a deep knowledge of, you know, like any Marvel movie. They're not subtle. Remember, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time a twist happened in a Marvel movie that really surprised me. Right. Yeah. It's never, <laughs> it's all subtle. I mean, it's never subtle. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he, uh, it's all in his mind. And we hear to come home as his eyes are going red. <clears throat> Again, red eyes. It's, it's making me think Pa Wraiths, but I don't know if there's, you know, I think that's a, uh, a, but they say a false flag. No, I don't want to use that term. That's terrible. How funny would it be if it was like uh, what was that? What was that? Uh, the Beverly Red Herring, had the who had the um, the affair with the ghost. I saw, dude. No, no. Guess what? We were talking about stuff. I saw on Twitter of people making jokes. Uh, uh, the the ghost fucker candle uh, is Jack's real father. As the... <laughs> it's not Picard. He didn't have it in him. Yeah, that's the big twist. <laughs> that's how he has all his hair still yep from sub rosa that's why he's got that's why he has the accent it's ah, from, there you go from the character who played uh zorro on uh, the tv series oh really i didn't know that yeah duncan something uh, yeah he was zorro oh, wow. on the syndicated show i didn't i didn't even know there was a zorro syndicated show yeah probably around the same time he got canceled before star trek but yeah around around that oh, era oh wow that's cool uh not to digress a little uh but just want to mention that first zorro film with antonio banderas is maybe in my top 10 favorite movies of all time i will wow. rewatch that i will rewatch that if that if i come across that on tv with commercials i'll leave it on watch it oh wow uh, okay uh, i always enjoyed it i didn't never call it top 10 but i always enjoyed this shit it's one of my personal i can understand why people wouldn't i'm talking like my but personal i like it i love 10, it yeah. And the second one, not so much. But the first I did. One I hated. Really good. I, I hated the second one because yeah, because Anthony Hopkins wasn't in it. Yeah, and they played up too too much to the gal. Um, hey, the, you, you can put her. You put her on screen as much as you want. As far oh, as she's I'm gorgeous. Concerned. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite... Hell, I even watched the damn thing on Disney this year because of her. Um, um and uh, the National Treasure because she was the villain in it. Oh wow. Um, yeah. The, but for me, my favorite part of the story of the first one was the the OG Zorro story. And without yes. him in it, I wasn't as interested in the movie. Yeah. You know? Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Zorro, Star Trek, man. It's amazing that we even dated at, at all, Pete. But you know. <laughs> well, at least we were married and divorced. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but but none like I've said, but like and and uh, you know, you always go to it. None of that had anything to do with the divorce. Right, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably what's keeping you from not getting married again. Oh, it doesn't help. It, it it doesn't help. Hey, so what are you into? I coach Little League. Uh, you know, I'm a hmm. trainer at work. Uh, I podcast for free, watch a lot of pro wrestling, uh, and talk about Star Trek <laughs> with my friends. Uh, where are you going? <laughs> I, I don't forget how you do a, a supper theater. Oh, day, 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 you know, dinner theater. I mean, I could see that maybe turning off somebody, but I can't imagine who. Most people have some respect for someone who gets up on stage and you know. <laughs> plays plays the, the chorus. 
I'm not, I, dude, I was always a featured character. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I was either I was either the comic relief or the villain. I was the I, I okay. I was the heel in most of the most almost every uh, musical I performed in there. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I take that back about being mm -hmm. chorus <laughs> because the heels didn't have to sing as much. Speaking of singing, have you watched that new show on Paramount, um, Rise of the Pink Ladies? No, I'm not interested. I watched it just because of the music, but yeah, it was, you know, it was. Was, what it was. was the music any good? I, I mean, it, it was fun. Uh, the music was fun. I mean, but same thing like Glee. Was it good? I thought it was fun yeah. when I watched Glee. You know what I'm saying? I just don't, I, I, I just, I just don't know. Uh, dude, I love Greece, but I don't know if I'm that interested in the extended Greece universe. Yeah, no, you know, really we, got, we got to meet Frenchie and um, and Rizzo as like fucking twelve as year olds. Kids? But they're, they're, they're oh, very right. small parts. It's like uh, as like cameos in a way. But you know, they're yeah. not even cameos. They're you not. Know, you know what? You might be original. selling. You might be selling me on it. You might be selling me uh, selling me on it. There. Uh, does it go as dark as Greece? Does like fourteen year old Rizzo get almost knocked up or something? Because uh, well, they maybe uh, <laughs> they shame this girl into being the whore. Uh, but even though she never didn't get, it didn't it's like almost like the Sandy version of it. Uh, okay. Um, they, oh, the dog's but, interested. I know my dog just looked up at uh, that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it, it was what it was. I mean, it's, it, was, it, was, it was, it was, but again, they also try to make it a little bit more modern. Like you have like the the girl's clearly a lesbian trying to be a T bird. But she's really, but yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it's a little too modernized. Uh, you know what, though, I'll, I will. And we'll get right back to this, but I will counter that with West West Side Story, which took place with gangs in the fifties yeah. and all that thing. Had that same character. She was anybody's, you know, the the quote unquote tomboy who yeah. wants to be one of the Jets. Yeah, and exactly then, what she is. Yep. Uh huh. So. <laughs> So now it's almost like a stereotype in the modern era of retelling like these things. These shows. <laughs> are you talking the original West Side? Or are you talking about Spielberg? The original, no, the the OG. Okay. That she's a uh, she, he, whatever of it, whatever uh, his his her pronouns are. Really I mean, right? you know, that's a, 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 an important character in the in the show, <laughs> which I never got. To, I never got to be in because they they used to do West Side Story, and I was like, well, that's all teenagers. I'd look. I'm not in that. No, did you see the Ahsoka trailer? I did see the Ahsoka trailer. It looks pretty damn good. I'm, I'm interested. They might got. They might have me back. Yeah, they might have me back. But you know what? Let's get back to Picard. Get into, our, get into the R this this version. Yeah, we'll get into our uh -huh. Star Trek. We geeking uh, out reality. about Greece, Greece and Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to figure out how a changeling got aboard because the scans should have detected them, and uh, they decide they got to turn themselves into Starfleet. And Picard's gonna face the music. And uh, they do the Riker does the great. I, I always love it. I love this when they do this in Star Trek. It's like, yeah, uh, Captain, you ever leave? I relieve you. Like, just yeah, I think it's so awesome too. Yeah, I love it every time. It always makes me I think. Am, I chain, am relieved. Yep. Chain of command with Jellico. You know. Yep. Again, again, if at the end of this they pull out that you know Jellico was Shaw's mentor or something, I love that. Yeah. That. that I always, love, I, I always loved the gel. I always thought he had a lot more legs to him. <laughs> they they use him on, and uh, he was always a great, he was a great actor. Ronnie Cox was great. Oh, Ronnie Cox, know? man, come on. 
Um, but uh, they used them once uh, with Ronnie Cox did the voice on Lower Decks. So, yeah, that's uh, what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they also did, what was it? Uh, what was her name? Sonia Gomez, the one who spills the coffee on uh, on uh, Picard in one episode. She's like a right, lieutenant. I also heard they had, uh, what's her name do it? Um, Shelby. Oh, no, it wasn't Shelby. I, that was my mistake. It was Sonia Gomez. Uh, Shelby's in it in a scene, but doesn't say anything. Um, right, yeah, she's now like Admiral Shelby. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Sonia Gomez is the one who spills uh, the coffee on Picard, and uh, she shows up as a captain of a ship. Uh, and ah. they, they they even do a little bit where like uh, an ensign like falls down in front of her, and she's like, oh, "Trust me, I, I've done a lot worse." Uh, which that's funny. Was, was super fun. <laughs> so I love when Shaw uh, looks at uh, Seven. Cause he first thing he tells him he's like you know what I already called Starfleet because I want you assholes off my fucking ship yeah uh, <laughs> and the way he reinstates seven like he's a priest I reinstate yeah. you and uh they, I'm gonna get out of here so you guys get your bullshit story straight and walks out yeah, that was a and, good one yeah and that he really is he's like he's I, the I, best. you know he's playing that asshole and I like I I like that asshole humor. Yeah, and he 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 really helped. I mean, oh, he's a great character for this show. I love him. I love, like we said at first, we, like, there was a possibility of like, oh, this guy's gonna die in the the, the oh, second yeah. episode, and yeah, and he like, looked like a guy about to die in a turbo lift accident for sure. You know, well, and they keep teasing you with it because no one gets the shit beat out of him more in this yeah. season uh, than Captain Shaw. No shit, right? Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> That's for all the seven and nine fans on Twitter. Trust me and believe me, there are some hardcore fans on Twitter, and we love all of them. Uh, but because now when people are saying, you know what, hey, we'd like to see this maybe a spinoff with Captain Shaw and Seven, and there's still like angry people, like fuck him, this whole forgiving of his character. He's he still won't call Seven by her real name, uses her dead name, and I get it because they're making they're getting feelings of about how that feels for them in real life. But I'm just like, give it time. If you don't think that he's not going to call her seven of nine by the end of this, then you, you're out of your mind. It's going to be a payoff. It's going to be a big moment. And when it comes, it's going to be great. So calm down. <laughs> take a breath, take a beat. Exactly. Take a step back, you know, let, let this journey happen because they've handled almost literally everything right the only yeah i know it's one ridiculous. thing yeah. there's, there's, we've talked about before was the picard Riker thing the one thing that is the sore thumb is that and everything else i think has been perfect myself so that and they don't really go into much of the wharf uh diana relationship at all well, they tease it in a very funny way. Yeah, There's yeah, they scene. do. They do eventually, but yeah, but not really. There's, yeah, there, that one, that one scene when he meets when uh, he meets her uh, again for the uh, after a while, and he starts talking to her. Riker's looking over his shoulders, like, "Are you fucking kidding me? I know you used to bang my wife, dude. Are yeah, you, are you serious?" <laughs> but yeah, but that stuff you were like looking at is not really dicks? not there on the paper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Picard says he'll take all the heat. Tells Bev and Jack Starfleet's uh, on the way. Uh, Bev uh, wants to autopsy the changeling. So she goes off to do that. And uh, Picard's like, hey, Jack, you know, maybe Starfleet you know, could be your thing. 
And he's like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. Um, not interested, okay? Yeah. Uh, so we're on Metallus, and Worf and Rafi are sparring on the La Serena, and uh, they get a message from Worf's handler, who, uh, or, or they think it's Worf's handler, who's denying them access to Daystrom to see what else the changeling stole. And they figure the, the denial is coming from someone higher up than their handler. And uh, Rafi's like loudly bitching until Worf warfs out and does his Worf yell and throws the knife yeah. on the floor. And when he says, do not pretend to know what I have sacrificed for this. So I'm going, what is what wonder what that is? But then that could be, I'm a pacifist now. And I'm doing this because I have to. That's what I sacrificed. So maybe that's what that means. Because yeah, I was like, you're like, I was father of the year before this. Well, no, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what else could it be? <laughs> maybe it was something in the high council. Maybe it was something in Klingon high council. Maybe Kling- I don't know. I don't think Worf gives that much of a shit about Klingon politics at, at this time. You know, you think at this time, that's an easy one. I mean, the guy did, uh, you know, um, unless he's chancellor and they just haven't told us that. Right. You know, then I think that and that would be lame, too. If Rafi was like, I didn't know you were chancellor. Yeah, of course you would have known. Everyone everyone knows who who chancellor is. You're definitely buying the pacifist thing. But, yeah, it's not much of a payoff, really. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. It works for me because I'm I'm trying to think what else. Now I'm killing people. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so uh they mentioned again that daystrom's guarded by the a killer ai and the morph's looking up a lead and it's crin and we don't see a picture of this guy so then they're walking through district six with their dick swinging out because they're the alphas now yeah i thought that was pretty like lame honestly um you knew it was gonna backfire you know right yeah. away so <laughs> rafi starts shooting her gun up in the air, they want Kryn, and Worf just kneels. So back on the Titan, the Intrepid arrives, and uh, they're strangely sending over a shuttle with uh, with someone and some security. And uh, yeah, I'm thinking, well, McCoy's dead in this universe. Why is he? Uh, not, why are they not using the? Uh, because McCoy was always a guy who never wanted to use uh, the, yeah. uh, transporters. the transporters. Right, right. Um, Maybe it was Barkley, and uh, his fear came back. He was seeing, seeing, yeah, right. he was singing, he was seeing bugs in the uh, in the transporters again. That's who the big bad is: the transporter bug aliens. Aha! There we go. <laughs> Not. I'm just trying to think of every obscure, weird, weird thing that it could have been. It's those three in the kids. Next episode, they'll, so there'll be a mishap, and uh, the. Uh, the freaking, the freaking, they'll, they'll beam them into little kids' bodies. Remember that? Episode? Yeah, yeah, that one. And they're like, oh, I want my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's the three kids who got trapped in the turbo lift with Picard. You know, they got they got inspired to join Starfleet and we're all. No, there's that one, but there's also the ones where, where Picard, uh, Rogue. Oh, no, where they turned into kids. You know, yeah. where they turned into kids. You know, that's one of the, okay, that's one of my guilty pleasures of, of Star Trek. Like, when people list some of the bad episodes of Next Gen, that makes a lot of lists of bad episodes. And I don't give a shit. I, I love that episode. <laughs> I, there's so many. I mean, it's like, oh, hey, we're ghosts. I'm like, huh? Oh, that one's badass. With Roe with Ro and Jordan. Yeah. That one's, oh, I love that. That one's fucking cool. 
because <laughs> they science their way out of it. You yeah. Know? No, no, and that, come on, and that one has the one of the worst scenes ever in Star Trek or any television, where child Keiko O'Brien is I don't know trying to mack on her adult husband who's like creeped out and pushing her away. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oof. Ooh, that's that's fucked up. <laughs> Every time I see that, I was like, I can't believe they did that. That ugh, that's so weird. Trauma by Star Trek brought to you by you know. Uh huh. Oof. Because <laughs> that goes no. There's no good way uh, that goes anywhere. That's uh. oh, so Shaw is just just happy as fuck here. He's humming. He's so good. Stashwick, he's just they're like will you stop he's like oh i'm oh, sorry and they're like you know we saved the galaxy a lot and uh he's like yeah and then he lists uh them crashing the d and generations yeah. uh he mentions the baku from insurrection apparently he saw insurrection because i didn't see that one for until it came out on video uh <laughs> and uh and all good things uh the, the devron system uh and says you guys have a real chicken and an egg thing with uh, saving the universe <laughs> or putting it in danger. Uh, yeah, this is the other thing. It kind of made him seem almost like Kirk in a way, and they're not quite that, you know. Mm. Uh, I always felt they were pretty, pretty by the by the rules uh, type of type of crew, and now they're almost making them seem like they're rebels. Oh, he's just he's being a dick. He's like, I mean, real okay. The, He's the, spinning history is what I'm getting at. Yeah, the yeah. Devron system, I think, was Picard's fault, and he fixed it. because uh, And Q talked him through it. Yeah. Um, uh, Crash in the D wasn't his fault. That was uh, the Klingon sisters. Uh, and I don't know what the fuck happened with the Baku and the Prime Directive, because I don't... All I remember is they get young, and F. Murray Abraham is the bad guy. That's yeah, it's not like he did something, yeah. I know Data starts singing opera or or not opera. Oh, oh, it's so cringy. He starts singing um like the Pirates of Penzance, Gilbert and yeah. Sullivan. Ugh, ugh, this movie stinks. <laughs> and that's why this that's why this uh season of Picard just feels so great because it uh wipes away all those memories of, of the next gen movies who are like one for four. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one and a half or four, but yeah. yeah. So uh, Seven uh, gives Jack a uniform uh, to hide because uh, Picard uh, doesn't want them hide to take him. Sight. Yeah, yeah. And who comes in to question them, Pete? And uh, not Commander Rowe. Commander Rowe. Holy shit! I wasn't expecting that, and that was fucking great. And they played up the Picard and Rowe the Rowe history. Oh my god! And it's like, and they wait. I mean, you, you didn't. You understood it. Because you, but I mean, they, but they just made it so much deeper on the dialogue they did here, you know. It, it number one, it kind of took us. Yeah. They took a little point, and they just and they blew it up and made it really important. Yeah, and a number one, getting to to solve that thread, because that was the second to last episode of Next Gen, and. I remember feeling hurt by it. I was like, you're not going to do it. She does. She fucking goes yeah. Maquis and, and breaks Picard's heart. I remember thinking that was a, wow, that's a dark ending. And then getting able to resolve it here the way Michelle Forbes 
and Patrick Stewart do throughout this episode. And they're both great. Yeah, Unbelievable. Again, I thought this was best. I thought this was the best Patrick Stewart was the whole entire season so far. Um, oh, and, I've, and I've and as good as he was, man, Michelle Forbes right back at him. Forbes, Michelle Forbes has always time. been good, you know. Yeah. Uh, from I saw her in daytime to Battlestar Galactica. Oh, right, right. All the fucking uh, SV, uh, you know, the Law and Orders and all the other. Oh, shit. she's been um, everywhere. She's never stopped working. Yeah, good actress. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And she's there to question them on a possible treason charge. So we're we're at the autopsy and uh, LaForge La pukes, and because it looks like her, and uh, apparently. They're totally, they're not just goo people on the inside. They're completely human until you chop them up real fine. And then they turn into goo people, uh, into changelings. And, uh, and uh, Picard bitching uh, about Rhoda Riker was great. He's like, come on, it was 30 years ago. What's the matter with you? <laughs> He's like, you don't understand. Dude. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, I banged her. And, you know, come on, you know, we will that was yeah weird. there was that side side one of Roe and Riker no, never they lose their memories and hook up uh, that's right uh, in an yeah. episode and uh we, we hear that Roe is trans she says that she's transporting most of the crew to the intrepid and uh kicks Riker out and uh I love this when Piker asks her uh Piker Piker I, I put them both together like uh like like a, like a transporter accident he's like Tuvix he's Pikered Picard asks her how she got back in Starfleet, and uh, she does the old trick where you cut yourself to to prove it, you know, from Deep Space Nine. But she pulls yep. the she pulls the knife out of her boot, just like slices. I was like, oh. I didn't notice it the first time, and I noticed it the second time, and I popped. I'm like, oh god, that's so fucking badass. Right. I, I loved Roe. Roe was one of my favorite characters on Next Gen, and the time she spent on that, she was. I, I loved her uh, as a bridge character. You know, yeah, because like was she originally supposed to be the, the uh, be the uh, over there on Deep Space Nine? <laughs> yeah, originally that was the idea, but they decided not to. I don't know details, but I do know she had been on a previous episode uh, and impressed them so much they created a character for her, and that was Roe. And. Uh, yeah, the entire time she was on, she was one of my favorite characters. I thought she brought a ton. I love the one with the ships, especially so, so, talking about the one where Picard's in the turbo left with the kids, and uh, there's a different disaster going on everywhere. Worf's, you know, delivering a baby. Uh, but uh, Roe and uh, O'Brien and uh, Troy on the bridge trying yes. to decide what to do is is great great shit. stuff you know great Deanna was in charge but she wasn't quite ready she never yeah but, she, but yeah. then just and then she did answer the call and yeah yeah that was that was that was a great everything involved with roe i love so this episode getting to see her again i had i i avoided spoilers and i popped out of my chair dude you gotta be fucking kidding me i did not see that coming at all and i don't know some people want to call it stunt casting i go fuck yourself that's row that's goddamn row man you know it makes sense you know it makes all the sense in the world 
God, I can't, I, I, God, I could keep going on and on, but I want to get back to this, this story. So, right. She also, she has no Bajoran earring. And Picard's yeah. like, oh, would you give that up too? Yeah. You betrayed what a dick. Yeah. Your religion too. Uh, and she just wants to talk about his kid. So then we cut to his kid and he's hearing voices and has another hallucination where he goes to the transporter room and uh, shoots the, the chief. So he's in a bad way. And uh, on Metallus, Crin gets the drop on uh, Worf and Rafi. And when he sh uh, shoots Rafi and the mobile emitter drops, he's like, and then that Kirk, uh, I, I never know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Uh, Kirk Acevedo. 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 Whatever. Acevedo. Acevedo. I can't get enough of this guy. I, I was so happy to see him. Remember, I didn't recognize him until you pointed it out to me. And I yeah. was like, oh, shit. I probably watched that one on my phone or something because he was a, my, one, of my, one of my favorite villains on Arrow. And I loved him on Oz. Yep. He's fucking great. And he's a, a, a Vulcan gangster here with like Vulcan teardrop tattoos on his face. It's, it's so much fun. I yep. love this. I love this guy. And uh, and I also love that it's the mobile emitter, you know. I'm like, hey, the mobile emitter from Voyager, cool. You know, give me, give me all, give me all the little references. Every, just throw them all at me. You know, is the Doctor gonna pop out of that one? Is Robert Picardo gonna be in this? <laughs> Figure out a way to get him in this. Robert Picardo. <laughs> yeah, the Doctor. And I know the mean coach from the Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Like I'd completely forgotten about that when Voyager started, and uh, and then watched a, a rerun of Wonder Years. And I'm like, oh shit! I didn't realize that was the same guy, <laughs> which proves that I have no attention span. Zippo. Yep, as you can tell by the way the show is going. So, Bev calls Picard and says she's got his test results, and uh, slip, it's uh, sneaks him a message. That the, the changelings can pass the blood test. So now he's like, oh shit, she's a changeling. And uh, she, she says how she turned herself in, went to jail again, was recruited by Starfleet Intelligence. And uh, take me to see the, the changeling remains. Uh, and then she pulls a phaser on him, uh, on him and uh, takes him into the holodeck, which is still 10 forward. And uh, he like turns off the safety protocols and puts on music and he pulls out a phaser on row that be belonged to Guinan. It's like, you remember Guinan, do you? And this scene where she doesn't know if she can trust him and vice versa. Pete. Right. And they prove that they're who they say they are by getting it all off their chests. Yep. About how they felt this scene was amazing. Patrick Stewart and Michelle Forbes, we already talked about it. This scene, oh my God. Magic. Dude. Magic. Oh, you can put this up. I mean, and, I, and I'm not even goofing around. When it's it's time for Emmys, if he if people give a shit about that sort of thing, you know, they need to take a look at this fucking season. You know? Oh, it was, I mean, this episode I think was my favorite of the whole entire season uh, so far. And it was, and it, it was all Michelle Forbes and Patrick Stewart just fucking playing off one another and actually doing what's on the page 
and making what's more than what's on the page. It was amazing stuff. Yeah. Oh, just two, just, just two amazing actors just showing you how it's done here. When she yep. says, when, when he's like, he says, uh, you broke my heart. And she's like, you broke mine. I was like, oh, and that's when yeah. Yeah, it's like the fucking guns down. And he's like, well, I guess we're like, I guess only family could talk to each other like that. So uh, what's going on? And she tells him that Starfleet is compromised. And do you trust me? And he says, yes. And I'll trust you to just uh, let, oh God, I totally fucked up my, uh, my throw out, Pete. I was trying to throw it, it to break. I'm sure you actually edited this one out. No, I won't. You know what? No, I, no, we said we're going to keep it real. We said we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it real. We'll be right back. <laughs> now, here's a question, John. Yes. On When when, when uh, Michelle Forbes Rowe showed up, was that like a big shocker for you or no? Yeah, I said that. I, I mentioned that. I probably did. I've been rambling and, uh, and everything, but I did. I mentioned that. I didn't know. It was a spoiler. I, I I avoided spoilers, and I popped out of my chair. You know, and I was like, uh, it, it was perfect, and yeah, because, you know, last we saw her, she wasn't part of Starfleet anymore. And stuff. Right, she joined yeah. the Maquis. That's how she be, yeah. uh, betrayed, uh, betrayed Picard in that episode I was, uh, we were talking about. So, but right now, Pete, I, I am DB curious. So am I. First is some trivia. So am I and B. Ah, good. Nice. <laughs> when, when, you know, hey, you know, but you know, you swing but, and miss sometimes. Every day, hey, dude, you saw you saw me try to improvise a go to. I mean, uh, to to go to break here and and fail miserably. So we leave it all in on this show. No, there you go. Uh, first is trivia. When Worf looks up the name Crin, the list of names also contains Morn of Luria. Morn, Morn. And Brunt, uh, Liquidator Brunt of Ferenginar, who were both recurring secondary characters on Deep Space Nine, of course. Nine, yeah. As well as Thaddeum Okana, who has appeared on Next Gen and Prodigy and uh, on Lower Decks, but didn't uh, not in a speaking role. He was the uh, never the outrageous Okana. Uh, yeah. Th- th- that guy. Th- they brought him. They've had him come back in three different times and and twice. Uh, with um, it's the same actor doing the voice <laughs> as well. So, and he's brought up again here. So he's kind of a shady character. Um, I guess Brunt is no longer the liquid. Uh, he's no longer liquidator, so he's turned to crime. Uh, so that's what happened to Brunt, because oh, uh, what last we heard, uh, what Rom, Rom was the Grand Nagus, and he was gonna be, he was gonna be like the 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 woke grand nagus i guess <laughs> or whatever <laughs> the woke grand nagus i, I hate wow. this uh, uh it's a word i fucking hate but i love that joke so that's what it's staying in there um but yeah no he would have fired brunt's ass right away you know so he turned to crime and you always thought you know you know I mean, Morn just, just seemed to just sit and drink and quirks a lot, but yeah, he was up to some shady shit too. You know, so he's a bit of a smuggler. So I can't remember what what. God damn it! It was one of these new tracks we saw a Morn. I think it was in Discovery. Uh, there was a Morn in the background, uh, whatever his uh, species is, and uh, I popped for it immediately. I was like, Ah, oh, Morn! I loved. It was such a silly. 
it was such a silly obvious joke of, that it's based on norm from cheers but it worked i loved it every time it's like oh boy he'll just talk your ear off and he never says a word uh i love Norm. so you know what pete you know how i look sometimes for the the assholes yeah not this time, because there was like three of them, and none of them had anything even good to say oh, to wow. make fun of. Yeah, but it, nothing to make fun of. So I'm going with a nice positive one this time. Uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, 33 out of 33 found uh, that interesting, that trivia. So good job. Uh, 34 out of 34, I think. You know, I, don't, I can't speak for Pete. Uh, 10 out of 10. So good. If only seasons one and two had been this good. From Brian Murphy. Being in my early 50s, me too, uh, us too. I watched every episode of TNG, Voyager, and Deep Space Nine when they were released. I remember like it was yesterday waiting for HMV, I guess it's a video store, to get the video cassette of each two episodes in stock to build my collection. So this season is like welcoming back an old friend. The moment Wolf. Oh, That's true, man. Back in the old days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I collected. Okay, speaking of my divorce, Pete, before not to, to interrupt this lovely review, speaking of my divorce, uh, at the end, and then we sold the house and I maybe had a little bit of money to go restart our lives with. I tr the one of the things I the only things I treated myself to was the DVD collections of Deep Space Nine. That was oh, nice. my, that was my treat to myself because they weren't cheap. I'll tell you that <laughs> the DVDs hadn't bottomed out yet. I spent a lot of money on those. So anyway, the, min, the moment Worf appears on the screen with Picard and Riker, for any TNG fan, it's so good to see and Rose's story coming to an end and why it did certainly have me or had had me. Oh, I'll say have me. Uh, I'll correct some grammar here. I like this guy. Although the TNG actors are a little older, the bond and familiarity is still very evident. I am looking forward to seeing a few more faces, but for all... I am loving this season and it makes me sad for the missed opportunity of the first two seasons and for what might have been. Clearly, this season shows what they could have done if they had brought the band back together earlier with only five episodes left to go. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. The story itself is growing nicely to what I feel sure will be a very solid conclusion to Patrick Stewart's journey. Thanks for the memories. Oh, it was nice. And 20 out of 22 found that helpful, Pete. So... You know, there's two two real assholes out there, right? There's, a, there's two, two people read that and went, fuck you, and clicked the other button. Man, you know, there's a lot of haters out there, man. God, I can't imagine acting like that. I can't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't go on the IMDb and click one way or the other, but I can't imagine going out of your way to be like, read this very nice, positive thing to say. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, and we just, it's just like, you know what? You know what, buddy? You know what? Fuck you. Click. Yep. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so strange, man. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of people on the IMDb. It's not like Amazon reviews where there's thousands of people. It's just like 38 people checking this out. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take a swig of beer, listeners, and then we're going to get back to the show. Now, this, okay. Uh, this, this episode is sponsored by Gay Beer. Uh, just to piss off all the Kid Rock fans out there. Hold on a second. 
Oh, that's gay. So Crin's guy, oh, I'm sorry. Crin has them on their knees, Borf and Rafi. Uh, he mentions the Sneed was his brother. Uh, we mentioned that uh, they grew up on uh, as scavengers. And uh, when Rafi points out, he's like, oh, a Vulcan gangster? And he says, there can be no utopia without crime. So organized crime is logical. And as with that street accent that he's doing, like he's the dragon from fucking Arrow, but a Vulcan. God damn it, he's so good. Oh. When he explains that uh, organized crime is logical, I, I fucking loved it. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he again, he's always been good at what he does, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's I, I, he's one of my favorite TV actors. And just choose up the scene. Oh, uh, choose it up, but as a Vulcan, it's crazy. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. I've never thought him as a Vulcan. He always plays like that street tough guy, and and as a Vulcan, it was it was actually uh, it was interesting. Mm. And he makes him fight. And uh, and she stabs Worf, and he gets in the great, you know, today was a good day to die, you know. And if you're a yeah. viewer, you're a viewer, you're like, you know, yeah, Worf's not fucking dead, you know. Yeah. There's that that, you know, hey, if that got anybody, great. But I was just like, you know, that's clearly not. And I'm glad they didn't tease it long enough to really make it like obnoxious, you know. Yeah, we knew he yeah. wasn't dead. Let's come back. Let's make our comeback within ten seconds, and let's go. Uh huh. But, but I mean, it was still, it was still good. But just like you just know, and uh, and now uh, we go to the because t- then they cut to the Titan. You know, it's not like it's like, oh shit, is Worf dead? Oh well, no. Uh, and Roe is filling in Picard about the changeling problem, and there's fleet wide issues, uh, and they're being covered up, and uh, the entire fleet is being sent to uh, Frontier Day. Uh, the big holiday, and she can't find out anything from security. And uh, Starfleet saying they told me to get your kid, and she tells him about the portal attack because that's oh he doesn't know about the portal attack in San Francisco. Nope. And uh, and then yeah we, we get another Janeway drop Pete, and he's yep. like well hasn't someone tried to talk to Admiral Janeway? And I know Terry Metalis has said on Twitter Janeway's exclusive to Prodigy. I don't know. I I think he's playing us. You, do, you what do so? you think? I don't know. What do you it, think? They dropped it enough, but you know, yeah. I I think they're gonna pay it off. Honest to God, I really do. Uh, there's definitely gonna be something with her seven of nine. Yeah, I, I know. I just feel like I don't know. Maybe they, they could explain it away because I think I'm prodigy. Like she's actually on a mission, and it takes place at the same time. But you know, okay. but but you know what? Have her have her beam in as cartoon Janeway. Have her be cartoon old Janeway. Let her just walk right on. John, the that would just ruin the whole fucking thing. Okay? You know, Kate. That's Kate Mulgrew. Just is like I'm not. Good. I don't want to put on the Star Trek suit. Uh, just put the cartoon. They do the, they do the Picard. Yeah, I refuse. <laughs> no, I I think I don't know. I won't look. I'm not going to think it's the show sucks if they don't. But, no. Of course, but I don't think it, I don't think it's going to kill the story at all. But it'll be no. a nice fan service thing. Exactly. I just think they've teased it so much that it feels like they're going to give it to us in some way or another. You know. Yeah. You know, even if she's like on the view screen on her mission, 
and they get yeah. some actors in the background who are actual actors playing the animated characters. That'd be fucking fun. You know, yeah, yeah that'd be fun. I'm fantasy booking the shit out of this, but uh, whatever. But so anyway, anyway, I want to I see fucking Jane. <laughs> I'm a huge Janeway fan. And all she has is two agents on the ground. And then we cut to those agents. And that's when it puts it together. You kind of knew yeah. that, Ro, that, okay, Roe, you figured out that Worf and Rafi working for Roe, but she confirms it here. And Friends guy uh, checks it. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. And that Klingon blood stinks. Get, get it out of here. And Crin's threatening uh, uh, Rafi's family and Worf j- just jumps up and kills every motherfucking one. And uh, and he says he used the Kalos technique. <laughs> the K- the K- That's it, funny. It, yeah, starts to explain it and he's like, oh shit, I'm really fucking bleeding here. Uh, and we need to, we need to get, we need to get, get this going. And, uh, uh, and so Crin tells him he broke into Daystrom with this device that fucks with the AI and he agrees to give it up to them because it's logical with Worf's knife at his neck. And yeah, that's all we're going to see of Kirk. But wow, that was fun. I love that he got to be on this and I thought he knocked it out of the park. And he's like, uh, I mean, as much as, uh, as uh, Michelle Forbes was my big surprise and everything, when you told me that who this was and I missed it and I yeah. realized I was like, oh, that's awesome, too. He's great. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. I loved him in Arrow. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Oh, so good. They had him in two seasons. Yeah, so that doesn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. Hey, it's Gideon. This is technically a Gideon guys podcast. It's on the feed. So there's your W uh, CW superhero talk. We have to have a little of it to continue to use. Of course, guys. Uh, (laughs) Trademark. (laughs) So, are you turn into that Flash episode in a few weeks? Oh, which what? Oh, tell me all about it. What what's gonna what's going on? Oh, Stephen M. L. makes his appearance. Oh yeah, of course I am. Yeah, it's a mid season break right now, and that's the one they're coming back to. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, yeah I don't watch I'm, anything, but I'm gonna watch that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Hey, maybe we'll, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll talk about it just for uh, shits and giggles if it's any. There we good. go. Yeah, <laughs> there. I, honestly, I think I think I think fucking Picard might be done before this for that. Hey, yeah, there you go. Uh, so Roe tells Picard to take the Titan and run. And she's going to go buy him some time. And uh, Security arrive. Uh, and they're asking about Jack. And Roe's like, no, no, we're leaving. And she has a nice, quick, little tearful goodbye with Picard. Yeah. And Michelle Forbes here turning around and tearing up. And she gives him something. And the way she composes herself quickly and puts herself back together and turns around to walk out like a hard ass. Yeah, was an amazing, an amazing three seconds. And, and the, yeah, but then the payoff, when we find out what she gave him. Oh, oh, and it's coming up. It's but yeah, it's her. It's the earring. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. oh my God, that got every fucking heart Oh, by the way, I don't know about you. I fully admit, boy, did the waterworks uh, come out of my eyes uh, during this episode. I, 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 I had times. some. Like, no, nah, I wasn't crying, but I had some definitely. Um, you were chopping it onions. Was, it was almost almost there. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, dude, dude I, I'm at a point where I cry at everything. So you can imagine what this fucking did to me. You know. <laughs> right. I'm very, yeah, you know, I'm very in touch with my feelings. I watch it in my yoga pose, Pete. I am just this far away from Boulder, Colorado. There you go. You know, I'm in touch with my trek feelings. You gotta let there them go. go. 
nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now just me being old at uh, me being old and crying at like sentimental commercials for nothing wrong with that, Sheldon. Sheldon, no, no, you know what? No, you're not. No, no. I hate that show with a passion. So I only watched like a handful, but I know the Star Trek fans. Other than uh, that, no, no thing. I, I, I watched a, yeah, I watched a handful because at first I was like, "Hey, look, Star Trek and superhero references." I love yeah. those things, and that and a hot blonde. And and I like that. And I like that too. And I think I lasted half a season. Yeah, that's how I, I was like, too. This I was like, sucks. Hey, it's not my thing. This, this fucking sucks." <laughs> How that lasted as long as it did baffles me, including a, spin, a, a spinoff that is also lasting that long. Yeah, I know, right? Baffles me. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is one of. If you turn around your your cable, there are reruns for Big Bang, Young Sheldon, and that Tim Allen show on like eight different channels. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm like, does everybody have the rights to these shows? I know, right? They're on yeah, like it's, eight it's like channels. A show on fucking on the Roku, one of the Roku channels. Holy moly! <laughs> so, on the bridge, Picard tells Shaw, Seven, and Riker, Starfleet's compromised. They got to run. Uh, Shaw's just like, oh, what the fuck, security? And they start talking him into it. And then, for any uh, that bullshit can happen, we see on the. On the shuttle, the security people, who we already think are, are shady, plant yep. a bomb and they beam back to the Titan. And you see them go wiggle, 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 wiggle. And you go, oh, fuck, they're changelings. And Ro can't, she can't do anything about the bomb and calls the Titan and tells him. And she's not close enough to be transported. And she chooses to sacrifice herself to yes. give him a fighting chance. And there's a tearful little bit of her and Picard. And, and when Picard's like, bro, I see you. And she says nothing and boom, right into the nacelle. I bawled. I was bawling. I'm like, oh. It was a great way to go out, you know? The best way to go out, right? And I'm like, oh, for a one-shot appearance to get Michelle Forbes to put a final pin on the character of Ro Laren, it doesn't get better than that. They, you get to resolve that that thread from that season in an amazing way, and then go out as one of Starfleet's greatest heroes. Yep. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, good. I'm getting chills fucking saying it, Pete. I'm not ashamed to say that. It was just a character that they never really did enough with, honestly. You know. Oh, I agree. Every time I... she was on an episode, it was like they did something with her. But it was something that they left a lot. There's a lot to chew on, left a lot left on the plate. And I will say, um, look, for whatever reasons, they chose not to go with her for Deep Space Nine, or she chose not to I go think it was her, Deep I think Space it was her Nine. decision, honestly. It was her yeah, decision. Well, well, then, you know, I, I could see that. I, believe me. Uh, believe me, knowing about Rick Berman, I can see that. Uh, and, but for whatever reasons, I'm glad because Nana Visitor as uh, Major Kira is outstanding. She's one of my favorite characters ever on Star Trek, and she's a, a, an incredible actress. And, and so, doesn't, get, doesn't get a chance to do enough, you know? I know. I can't believe she doesn't work more. I, yeah. I can't believe I don't see her face all over everything. 
she's outstanding and i'll tell you what i was always you know you know not hard on the eyes too while we're doing talking about the male gaze uh at all i'm like yeah and the and and one of the most badass star trek characters of all time oh yeah of all time she's like you know what i want to do today kill some fascists i'm like i'm with you (laughs) i'm with you i am with major kira So the intrepid is arming their torpedoes. Uh, they're being framed by the changelings, Riker says. And as the intrepid slowly rises, like yep. you, it was like, oh shit, they're building that tension. Finally, Shaw calls for battle stations. Starfleet's been compromised. And then Jack, Pete runs into four changelings and goes full Jason Bourne on them. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And I, I remember briefly going, how come you could kill these changelings so easily? I was like, because they've changed themselves so human, they're not as invulnerable. That's why I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, look, they're changelings. I mean, none of it makes any sense, but that seems to make sense to me. Good. That's all I need. And I'm like, oh, and then I, I well, I don't recall that Gold Ducat suddenly turned into fucking jason Bourne, so i don't know how pa wraith that is i know but, right no because again I'm, I'm i'm leaning for an in a, leaning towards an amalgamation of golden Borg. pa wraith borgs um uh, uh Ke- kevin uxbridge from that one uh Nagilum, um uh, armis and the ghost of picard's asshole brother you know that's my villain stew because <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen. And they warp away just in time. And Picard and Riker, as we wrap this up, uh, they're looking at the earring and uh, and, and uh, Picard's like, oh, I don't even know why she gave it to me. And Riker gets that, that Riker twinkle in his eye. Yeah, I, I love do. that. Yep. Oh, he's like old school spycraft. Boom. It's her entire investigation on the changeling. Yep. I was like, that's so fucking cool. You right. Know, oh, Roe is still being a badass and she just died seconds ago. Yep. And and Worf calls. And now, hey. now here's something. Would you prefer yeah. them meeting up in person at first or the, the, the phone call? I, I kind of liked the phone call with okay. Worf. I, I kind of liked it. Like, well, who the hell's call- I mean, it's kind of like, well, who the hell's calling this number? You know, we're we're supposed we're not supposed to trust anybody. Yeah. Let's just answer the phone. Yeah, I, I I I can see that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's on her thing, which is private, so it does make sense. But anyway, I was just happy to be like, "Hey, Warp, how you doing, bud?" What I wanted the first meeting for them to be in person, though. That's just I, I can know. see it. I can see it either yeah. way. I I still pop for it, but I I see. Well, I was happy, but you know, it was like, all right. Yeah. I, I did. But I like... guess it's a quick way of getting. I think it was like it was like a scene where they don't have to go into it too much, and then and they can do it real quick. Right. I mean, I get it. Well, it's like it's like he. It was just so he could say, "Where's Commander Rowe?" Because that's who he expected. Yeah, and, and we could get them all together. Like now, yeah. now we're here. Now the team's getting the band's getting back together. And yeah. I, and and without this, having well, to yeah. explain how they both show up in the same place, you know. Yeah, and when I love, I love when uh, in sick, uh, sick bay, with the four, the four dead changelings, and Shaw is there looking over, and he hasn't really had a lot of nice things to say to Jack Crusher. Uh, yeah. yet and he goes, Why shooting, kid? And yeah, and walks out. I'm like, 
I love Shaw. Shaw's yep. the best. <laughs> and, he really is. <laughs> and we hear if about we don't get that, that spin-off. But, I don't know. I'm gonna lose. God, I don't there's a lot of people. All here's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people calling for it. There is space to fill. Yep. Uh on their on their Star Trek uh calendar. Yeah. I know they're doing the Starfleet Academy. Right. But they are look what else? there's not really much other reason to subscribe to the paramount paramount network or have it as part of your amazon it, yeah unless it's for star trek i can't imagine that i i have it there's nothing else on it that i i own paramount for oh okay well i i disagree off for me um, oh, okay I maybe watch. you you watch a lot more stuff than i do i watch i mean i love the i love the uh, the stallone show um tulsa oh tulsa king, king? oh you know what yeah. I, you know what? You, oh, you recommend that? Oh yeah, I loved it. Okay, because I saw the ad and I was intrigued by it. And the so, Yellowstone okay. prequels were good. Yeah, um, I'm not interested in those. I'm not. Uh, I've, I've never been like this huge Criminal Minds guy, but this the the one they did for Paramount this year was fucking. It was it wasn't episodic. It was mm. fucking like this, and it's uh, it was Is that SVU. Fucking, uh, what? No, is that, no, that's NBC. I'm thinking you said Criminal yeah, Minds. Okay. Criminal Minds. Was I get them all mixed for like up. Ten years or whatever, uh-huh. and now they did another year just for this for Paramount, and it was fucking great. Like a ten episode okay. season, that was great. Um, I mean, Rise of the Pink Ladies is on there. Oh, okay. Well, we're going back to Rise. That so that's where that is. Okay. Yeah. So we're pitching all the Paramount products on the show no, today. I, I mean, I mean they, they actually Paramount and uh, had a lot of growth uh, supposedly, and. Uh, I think Star Trek has a lot to do with it, but yeah. I also think the Taylor, the Taylor Sheridan shows with the Tulsa King and okay. the Yellowstone prequels. Uh, I've heard so many people. I've heard so many people complain about the interface with the Paramount Network. I, I get it through my my Amazon Prime account. I've never oh, yeah. had any. I've never had any issues with it. Have you? I've never had any really issues yeah. with it. I mean, I don't, I don't watch it a ton. I watched that new Beavis and Butthead movie on it, and I, I have not that watched was... that. I mean, I and I, watched, and I, watched, I, I loved it. Top Gun Maverick on it. Um, oh, you know what? That's on it. I saw that. I, I feel like I have to watch it. And I and I have my Showtime link through that. Um, okay, but I feel like I have to watch Maverick. I, I saw Top Gun once. I didn't like it, and that's that. But everyone's saying how good maverick is i'm like do i do i have to watch this because i hated the first one I, I i don't think you do i i'm, I'm one of the people who didn't not think maverick was that great i thought it was good. really okay it entertained okay. me but i wasn't blown away by it okay well you know what here you know what pete at the end of, as we're wrapping this show up here's two things that's going to happen i'm going to watch rise of the pink ladies and i'm not going to watch maverick because uh you're not you know i think your taste you're yeah, my taste. I, mean, I, I enjoyed that. Kinda... Don't get me wrong, but I was only <laughs> saying how it deserved all these Emmys and this and shit. I'm like, oh, Oscars! The fuck? They, they they were nominating it for Oscars and shit. Yeah, I was like, oh. what the fudge? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you censoring your? Are the kids? Are the the kids are listening? All right. As we yeah, wrap this up, Beverly asks him how how'd you know that they were changelings, and Jack says, I, did. I didn't. Yeah. And, there's something very wrong with me. And yep. there's something very wrong with you if this is the Star Trek podcast that you listen to. But that's why we love you people who are listening. Because like I know me and Peter are doing this. We said this just for fun. 
giggles but i look out there and i see there's a small amount of you that are listening to it and thank you so much and i hope you're enjoying it and yeah um, we get to catch up with some buddies we don't normally yeah we're friends but we just you know we get out of touch with each other but it's good to get back yeah. uh, and stuff you know yeah that's that and that that's that, that was really what this was all about and the fact that if any of you are enjoying what we do uh we really appreciate it and we will talk to you next time <laughs> you